0: to the first ever awkward duckling podcast. I am so super duper excited to start this um, project with you all. My name is Maple and I am your humble host of this project and I'm so super duper excited. Um, Big shout out already to my wonderful, wonderful significant other who basically was like, okay, you're going to sit down, you're going to start this because you've been talking about it nonstop. So go. So Um, I'm not sure what direction I kind of want to take this. I'm going to be talking about all sorts of topics, um, mostly nerdy related things, but there may be a few weeks where I have some very serious topics with some wonderful guests. Um, We'll see where we go from there. This is just something that I think is going to be a better alternative for me than YouTube. Um, not because I didn't love making videos, I'm still going to make like con vlogs, even though I've been slacking at that, um, but just because it's going to be a more free um aspect. I can talk without having to worry about how I look like, who's going to see me, all that sort of wonderful, amazing things. And now that I'm done basically talking to you all like your therapists, let's get started. This is a podcast that I'm going to try and aim and make around 30 minutes. I don't want to make it too long, but if some weeks we get a little long we get a little excited it so be it um so this week i wanted to start with something that is near and dear to my heart and that is um shojo manga shoujo is a word in, in japanese that literally means girl it's usually like teenagers um it's I wouldn't say cartoons. It's more like comic series in Japan that is aimed towards younger girls. It usually has themes of romance and innocence and lots of triangles and all sorts of wonderful things in it. Um, Think of it like a young adult novel, but it's in pictures. It's wonderful. It's great. Um, There's a lot of really cliche aspects to it, but it's something that's really brought me, I think, into the anime world. Um, My first manga was not shojo; it was Dragon Knight but that's a different story entirely. Um, but I remember my first like animes being like Sailor Moon and Cardcaptor Sakura and those sorts of things and those are definitely in the shojo category. I really liked the relationship aspect of it, the strong female character aspect of it even though some shows and manga don't necessarily have those. <laughs> but um, I really love all the different aspects about it. Um, When I chose this topic, it was really hard for me to think that I was going to have to try and fit it into 30 minutes, just because there's so many elements in it. So I'm going to try and do a really brief summary of all the different things within shoujo, and then if you all like it, I can certainly do a part two. But um, yeah, so let's get started. Um, So a big aspect of shoujo is the main character, and there's a lot of different main character tropes that deal with shoujo generally it's a girl she's either a transfer student or she's really quiet or she's a independent woman there's a lot of different types of main characters but the point is she usually either garters the interest of a guy or she has the biggest crush on a guy Um, i prefer the ones where the guys fall for her first because it can get really annoying to me when you have this amazing character and the guy that she likes is completely, completely ignoring her. And then it's not until like another guy comes along and tries to take her away that he's like, wait, no, she's mine. You can't have her. <sighs> so, um, but there's a lot of awesome qualities to her. She usually, like I said, she's either garnered interest because she is super independent and don't need no man. I'm waggling my finger. You can't see that, but basically she don't need no man. And the guys are like, oh, who is she? She's not interested in me. I want her. Or she's like super sweet and super shy and kind of a pushover, really cares about a lot of people. And the guys start to see that and they want that and they fight over that. And she's like, oh, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Um, a, a smaller aspect is sometimes she doesn't even know what love or romance is. Um, she just kind of is sitting there and it's like, oh, this guy wants to hug me. Oh, we're just such good friends or childhood friends, right? And it's just this moment of, girl, please, please stop. Um, so those are just the kind of different main characters in shoujo because it is aimed at high school girls. Generally, they're either middle school or high school girls. Um, the older aspect, if you're looking for more of a topic for like older women that still got that bamf of romance that shojo has is called Josai, and I can certainly talk about that another week. There's a bunch of different awesome Josai, but this week we're just going to focus on shoujo and high school and adolescence and all that wonderful lovey-dovey things. Um, so I wanted to spend some time really talking about the uh, guys, the different types of guys that you typically find in shoujo. Um, A fun fact is I really love reverse harems. Reverse harem is this aspect of one girl and a bunch of different guys. And it's this concept that's kind of expanded from the tropes of guys where they all have different personalities, but they're all frequently seen in shoujo. So for instance, there's always a prince character. He's really popular in school. He's super nice to girls and he really has a fan club and he's either actually a totally awful person, just a total douchebag, or a absolute wonderful human being who really cares about the girl. Um, I am not particularly a fan of the prince. I like playing the prince when I cosplay and stuff because it's fun to flirt with girls, Um, but I I don't like it. I just, he's too perfect, and half the time the girl is just self-conscious, and she's like, oh, I'm not worth it, and all this different stuff, and it's like, ugh. Please. And he's really boring, unless the case where he is actually just a douchebag who's like, oh, I'm a prince on the outside, but when you get to know me, I'm actually a horrible human being that's going to make you do whatever I want. And this is a a go or no for me, because sometimes there's there's times where, you know, she, he doesn't deserve the girl and he doesn't deserve himself. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a really good... Um, his or Her Circumstances is a really good example of the Prince trope in that the guy character that she is in love with, who is a wonderful, precious being, is is this perfect Prince character. He's got all these girls in love with him, and he's actually, like, ridiculously a perfectionist and is trying to make himself look okay, but he has all these different issues, and it's great. Um, that His or Her Circumstances, like, the first example I can think of is the Prince character where he is... Um, a not the best person but he's still a really good character um and this prince trope in shoujo has kind of evolved and you see it a lot in like like gekkon shoujo and um other shows where instead of the guy being the prince character it's the girl um for instance like utana a revolutionary girl utana is a really good example where the there's a girl character who has a fan club and all these girls who are obsessed with her and she's kind of the prince charming character uh, which is interesting that it's kind of evolved into that, but uh, that is just one type of guy that is really popular in Chojo, like I said, not really my type, but uh, hey, if he's up your alley, if you like being swept off your feet, you go for it. Um, another type is the bad boy type, which is very, very popular. Um, he's usually he's a delinquent, or he misses school a lot half the time he has, like, a heart of ghoul. I actually prefer the bad boy, because most of the time he's not actually a bad boy, he's got, like, parent issues, so he's either, like, a rich boy, he's like, nobody understands me, because my parents give me all this money, and there's all these responsibilities to take over my dad's company, even though I'm only 16, um, that's just, you know, one example, um, or the fact that, like, he has a really wonderful family or a mom in the hospital that he has to take care of But he has to deal with all these pressures So he has to act tough to deal with his feelings because you know guys can't just express their feelings They have to you know punch them out. They can't just talk about it. Like you know women do um, I'm getting off track now, but uh, the bad boy is it's generally very well liked. He he sometimes has a fan club He's sometimes silent but deadly right he he always comes in to save the day when the girl least expects it and he's usually a lot of times he's cindere he's like very much like it's not like I like you or anything or it's not like I bought you this or anything when the girl needs help like oh I didn't do it for you I just happened to be in the neighborhood and saw that you were getting molested so I decided to jump in it's not for you it's just because you know I felt like it um which is pretty heartwarming and it's very sweet um most of the time when he does it you he's got a blush on his face, and you're like, oh, he does have a heart of gold, um, and so that's really popular, and it's, it's not just popular in shoujo, it's popular in a lot of romance novels in the U.S. too, of, there's this, this thing about, ooh, I can change him and make him a good person, or, oh, there's something about being a good girl and wanting a bad guy, you know, so it's, that's pretty popular, and it's the same in Japan, I mean, that's, it's a very popular trip over there. Um, another very popular guy trope uh, category, not for me, but you know if this is this is your thing, then go for it. Is Shota. So Shota is is if you've ever seen or on Host Club, which is a great parody of these tropes, Honey Senpai. So it's it's the guy who most of the time is still like sixteen or seventeen, but he looks like a ten year old, and we're fine with that. I mean think of like all the Lolita, like all the Lollies. And the guys who were like, oh, they're my waifu. It's, there's an equivalent in shoujo. Um, half the time, he is a masochist and is not very nice and knows way too much about sexual things, even though he's supposed to be like, you know, 12. There are a couple cases where there's like actual 12-year-olds and she's like 16. Um, trying to remember. If it comes to me, it will come to me. I'm sorry. I'm not prepared. I'm looking, oh, Murray Purry, I'm in my room, and I'm like, oh, where's my shoujo manga? Uh, Murray Purry, which is not the best example, but I think it's really cute. So, imagine a seven-year-old, but he's can take the form of a really attractive 17-year-old. Yeah? Okay. When you read it, it's a lot less creepier than it sounds. So this, the premise of that is very much show-to-base where you have this 15-year-old girl and deals with this prince who is, is like seven or eight and knows way too much about like sex and kissing and all this different stuff. And I'm like, where are your parents? Do your parents know? Why do you know this much? Um, but luckily, that's the minority. And most cases, it's, um, they're actually, you know, of age. They just happen to look younger. But still have that like really dominating side, which is weird. I mean, I I can't think of a shoujo off the top of my head where there's a shota who's not like super like even Honey Simpson has has his tendencies where he's like I'm gonna make you do what I want and you're gonna do it. So I I don't know the younger band I guess is it's pretty popular. Um surprisingly you can look at me and be like okay but that's minority but if you look up the shota trope and Shojo, it's very popular, which is a wonderful transition into the opposite side of the spectrum, which is the Oji-san. These are older men. These are men who usually are their teachers or in uh, the Seki uh, daisy, like the janitor, or friends of their parents, or um, babysitters. You know, uh, it's the older man character that like it's like I'm gonna be a father figure but I'm also gonna date you um, which <laughs> that sounds bad most of the time they're like an older brother not a father figure that's that's a bad relation <laughs> ignore that I do not condone incest um, <laughs> but most of the time they're they're very much I'm t- they take care of the girl they're making sure she's good everything's okay and they're like teaching her about the the ways of the adult uh, which is very popular, you know. Um, if you get more into the teacher side, it can get a little creepy, but um, half the time they don't do anything. Sometimes you have those shojo where the, the older man is like, I'm going to do all these things to you. And you're like, no, she's a child. Leave her alone. And then the other half of the time is like, oh, I just want to make sure you're okay, but I also have a thing for you. And we're going to spend the whole series uh, talking back and forth about why, you know, we shouldn't do this. I'm trying to remember the name. I'm the worst. I should have made a list. Um, and it's a fantastic series is this girl babysits these guys twins, but they're his like brother's twins. So he doesn't have kids and he's an adult and she like babysits his little three-year-olds, which is fantastic. If you love kids like me and you're just like, Oh, they're so cute. And they end up together, but it's a great Great example of the Oji-san trope, but they wait until she's actually, like, old enough to, like, pursue that relationship, which is fantastic. Um, this is pretty popular. It's, it's popular in Otome dating games, too. There's always that older character, sometimes with facial hair, who is just like, Hey, girl, I got you. I may be older and wiser, but I can teach you many things. I don't know why many girls swoon. Maybe it's that, that thing where, like, everybody has those crushes on teachers. When they could not everybody not everybody had a crush on their teacher but like it's pretty i know a lot of people who had a crush on a teacher at some point anyway so that's the og son and then the last one i'm going to talk about i know there's a lot of different subsects of guys but the last one i'm going to talk about and this one breaks my heart is the best friend trope i can name off the top of my head maybe i can think of like two or three series where this actually happened and worked out um the best friend is usually second-made lean syndrome, which basically means he like likes the girl but doesn't confess, and then in the end of the series, he doesn't get it, which sucks because he actually treats the girl with respect. Um, but that's not the case most of the time. Or that is the case most of the time, sorry. That's the case most of the time. But there are a couple series um, where the best friend does get the girl, and it's fantastic, and... You know, they're like, oh, we made a promise when we were like six years old that we were going to marry each other in the sandbox. And you're just sitting there like, what six-year-olds like I'm going to marry you? I I don't know if maybe I just missed out on a privilege of childhood, but I can't think of a time as, you know, like five or six where I'm like, okay, we're going to be married. And, and even if you do, like, hold up to it when you're like 17, you're like, hey, remember me? We're going to marry. Um, a subsect of that best friend is usually like the transfer student, like half the time the transfer student's like, oh, I'm actually your childhood friend. Remember me? I've grown up but I'm sexy now, but I'm still come back for you, which doesn't make sense. But, uh, the best friend, I, I have a special spot in my heart for the, for the boy next door, the best friend, because he works so hard and he knows the main character so well and he wants to take care of her and she's usually pretty oblivious, like, most of the time, she's just like, oh, I like him, but I can't confess my feelings. Or is like, he's like a brother. He doesn't like me like that. Oh, he kissed me. <sighs> Silly. He just meant that as a brother. Oh, he fell asleep next to me. I mean, it's it's fine. It's totally fine. He didn't mean that as a date. Oh, he asked me on a date. You know, friends go on dates, like, chapter after chapter, and you're just sitting there like, what is happening right now? Why? Why? This makes no sense. <laughs> um, but when they do get together, it's this, like, fulfilling moment of yes. Um, and I have I feel bad because I've talked mostly in this podcast with Shoujo about the love aspect, which is, is usually happens. But it's not always the case in Shoujo. I mean, there's usually, like, a reverse harem or there's a love triangle where the girl and there's two guys fighting over her. But there are series where that's not the main focus. For instance, Skippy is a fantastic example of this where um, I think they're like, what, almost 300 chapters in and she's finally like admitting to her feelings that she has for this guy, but that's not the main focus. Like this girl literally, uh, Kyoko is the main character. She's totally badass. And basically is like, this guy dumped me and betrayed me. So I'm gonna go and I'm gonna become an idol because he's an idol and I'm gonna humiliate him and defeat him at his own game. And she becomes like a fantastic actress and meets this other wonderful character who takes care of her, who I like to think he's like a combination of like the OG-san slash prince character. Like he has like a sadistic side, but he's like super caring and making sure she's okay. Um, that's a great example. Yoda of the Dawn is one that a lot of my friends don't, like a lot of people I know didn't realize it was shoujo. Yeah, guys, it's shoujo. Um, Yoda the Dawn focuses very much on this poor princess whose father dies, like, they're not sugarcoating any of this, her father dies, and so she escapes, and gets this super cool thing of dragons, which are also super handsome guys, and they go, and they deal with, like, politics, which is really cool, like, she goes, and she deals with these, like, sick villages and these wars and all this sort of stuff, and she, with her little clan of men, uh, really grow and fix these problems, and it's exciting. Like, I can think maybe a few times where I was like, you know what would be great here? A kissing scene, because it just, it doesn't fit with the mood of the show, and I really appreciate that. I think it's becoming pretty popular in shoujo, not necessarily to have the focus on the romantic aspect but more on the girl's growth which is is has been the point of this every series all along you know whether she becomes a good person or a bad person she's learning and she's growing and she's coming into her own as a human being which was the most philosophical thing i feel like a a school guidance counselor but um yeah those are two really good examples uh there's a really funny parody of all the tropes in shoujo as well. Um, Like I mentioned Gekkon Shoujo and Oran High School Host Club where they really they take these boy tropes and they throw them out the window and they're like all right here's the prince character it's actually a girl or uh here's the main character uh Gekkon Shoujo is fantastic because the premise is this girl confesses to a guy and finds out he's actually a shoujo manga artist and he gets his inspiration from her classmate and like the super pure hearted main protagonist that he gets his ideas from is actually <laughs> his best friend who's trying really hard to be a playboy and he can't and it's fantastic. Um, so you have a lot of these examples of shows who take these tropes and they're throwing them out the window and it's it's wonderful and fantastic. and. It just, it's wholesome. I mean, I really, I'm looking at my manga right now, and I have, like, three bookshelves of it. And it's mostly shoujo. I have some shounen, but I have so much shoujo just because there's just something about fighting on the main character that's just so heartwarming. Um, I mentioned Cardcaptor and Sailor Moon. Anything that has magical girls, most of the time is shojo. Now, you have, like, Maha uh, Mahou Shoujo, which is, that's, I think, the official title for it, but you have, like, Madoka Magica, and, uh, what is that one? There was, like, like, a Battle Royale style where they were, like, witches, and they killed each other, um, which that's, I feel like, more horror and something else entirely, but you have, like, any of the Pretty Cure series, or, oh gosh, there's so many magical girls, uh, anything by Clamp usually is Shoujo as well, but, um, where you have the aspect of these girls who are learning and growing and they're using magic and they have mascots and all these wonderful things. Uh, there's a lot of idol shoujo, which is fantastic. Uh, if you want a new waifu, then I highly recommend like Idol Master. I know online Idol Master itself as a um, like shonen, but I don't think it is. I consider it more shoujo just because the girls are learning and growing and all that wonderful stuff. Yep, I'm making sure that my time is good, but it looks like we have a few more minutes, which is great because I get to talk about some of the ridiculous scenarios that um, come in in shoujo. Now, I did mention, you know, the uh, sandbox promise, which happens a lot in shoujo, but another really popular um, trope is on So on is the action of, like, slamming a hand or a foot or something against the wall, like it's coming in contact with a wall or desk or something, and it's in other genres, you definitely see it in shonen a lot, but it's very popular, in shoujo, because it's this moment of like, wait, no, you can't leave, I'm trapping you here, and most of the time the girl's like, oh no, I don't want to leave, please, uh, I really enjoy it, uh, I think it's funny and ridiculous sometimes, I've seen some shoujo where they're like, using both legs and arms to trap the girl. And you're just like, how is this physically possible? But I mean, continue. Um, and it's pretty funny. I, I think it's something that started out as serious, and it's definitely delved into something a little bit more ridiculous. But that's definitely a very popular scenario that you find in shoujo. Um, whew, excuse me, I have to cough. <laughs> Another really popular aspect of shojo. Is um, aspect another popular scenario is Valentine's Day. There's always at least one episode or chapter dedicated to Valentine's Day. So, a fun fact in Japan is for Valentine's Day, the guy doesn't normally give something to the girl, the girl gives chocolates to the guy, and sometimes it's handmade, sometimes it's store bought, but it's very popular. It's funny, my best friend in Japan is always enjoying it because. He goes and he buys like dinosaur chocolate, like they have ridiculous things. And he's like, I just bought this for myself. But it's cool. It was Valentine's Day. Um, And then they have something called White Day. So White Day is where if a guy gets chocolate from a girl, he buys her something in return. Um, This is very, very popular scenario and chapter or whatever you want to call it in this genre and in anime and unusual because you deal with a lot more of the girl aspect of it. Like she's worried that she's not going to be able to make the chocolates or half the time when, by the time Valentine's day happens, there's like multiple guys that she has to deal with that are fighting for her attention. Uh, like kiss me, not him is a great example with the Valentine's day. Um, Brothers conflict does a great job. They had like an OVA uh, extra episode dedicated to Valentine's day where they were all like, who's she going to give us chocolate? And it's a fight. And the girl takes up so much courage to give it to the guy that she wants. Uh, Letters are really popular. They give letters on Valentine's Day. And I mean, I honestly, if I went and opened any of my shoujo, I could probably pinpoint the Valentine's Day trope. It's very, very popular. And it's very, very fun. Um, Another popular scenario is getting locked in like a freezer except half the time it's not a freezer okay so i know that school is cold like i work in a school so i understand how cold classrooms we commit can be but it's very popular in children i think this is so ridiculous where a girl and the guy that she likes gets trapped in like a closet but it's like the like the gym closet and then here's the ridiculous part like it's not the fact they get trapped because that is ridiculous and they never have cell service and it's always like oh no what are we gonna do but it's the fact that it's always, like, freezing cold. They're like, oh, it's so cold. Luckily, we have this blanket here to keep us warm for the winter. Even though it's, like, in the middle of the summer. I'm like, why are you not burning up? Like, every closet I've gone into when it's summertime and there's a window, I'm always like, man, this is so stuffy and I hate it. But no, they're always cold and they always share a blanket and they're always, you know, half the time before they kiss, you know, somebody opens the door and saves them before they actually have a moment but it's a very popular way I guess to get them to actually have like real live com- conversations without having to worry about other people butting in and other jobs or whatever and as cheesy as it is I actually really enjoy this scenario as ridiculous as it is because uh, you know some of the most genuine conversations I've ever read have been while they were trapped in a gym closet. It's not always a gym. Sometimes it's like a bathroom or a classroom or something ridiculous. But I really like it. I think it's it's different. It's a weird thing that it's so popular, but you know, do what works for you. Um, I feel like I could just go and write my own shojo with all of the tropes that they use. Like there's just so many repeated things that like I've read a couple and I get them confused because I'm like, wait. They have the same character names, the same tropes, which, what's the name of this one? You know, and it's funny. It's just different. Um, Okay, so the last scenario I'm going to talk about in this podcast, if you want me to talk about a whole other part two about Shojo, I would gladly do it, Um, but the last scenario I'm going to talk about is always dates and jealousy. I'm tying both of them in together, Um, so something very, very popular in this genre is always there's a date that happens and most of the time if the guy's rich he like buys the girl an outfit and you if you have never read it you can look at me as weirdly as you want this is popular like the girls show up in an outfit and if the guy's rich he'll be like come on i'll buy you something better it's always like five thousand dollars for this dress you know even though the girl looked totally fine before but, you know, he wants to show off his money. So that's usually pretty popular. Um, or jealousy. Half the time, like, a girl show up to a date and be like, oh, I wonder where he is. And she'll, like, see the guy with another girl and be like, oh, no. He he betrayed me. He didn't want to actually go on a date, even though most of the time it's, like, his sister. But, you know, communication is, is not uh, very popular in this genre. Most of the time they like to just sit there and think the worst of things, which is, you know, Relatable. I do that all the time as an awkward turtle duckling thing. Um, But they don't. They like sit there and then they go home and they cry. And the guy's like, What what happened? She's like, Oh, I just saw you with another girl. He's like, No, wait. That was my sister. She gave me money to go on this date. You know, they're high schoolers. Why do they have all this money? I mean, some of them have part-time jobs, but most of the time they don't, and they're just like, Oh, I have all this money to take you to this expensive movie, and aquarium. Look, I have friends who live in Japan and I know how expensive the movies are. Don't act like it's an everyday thing. Even though I am jealous of the arcades, um, it's very popular to have them go to the arcade and the guy wins the girl a toy in a claw machine, which is very sweet and heartwarming, but America, we need to get on it because we have like Dave and Buster's, but that's like it. I don't really know many places that have arcades and now I'm getting off topic again, but that's okay um so dates are really popular they go to like a theme park or they go to the aquarium and it ends up as a great experience they bond they're in casual clothing which is fantastic because sometimes 70 chapters of school uniforms gets really really tiring um and it's enjoyable and it's found very 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 often uh so this was kind of a very informal format of what i wanted to do for a podcast I'm planning on actually next time having a checklist and making sure that I hit all my bullet points. I did today, but I didn't have necessarily as many as I wanted to. Um, so please leave me feedback on anything you would like me to do, say, or do, or you know anything that you were like, okay, you talked a little bit too much about this. If you wanna do an um count to see how many times I said, um, or did the basic white girl, you know, uh, That's fine, I just did it again. But thank you so much for tuning into my first podcast. I really, really enjoyed talking about something that I love and hold dear. Uh, Next week, I'm going to talk about conventions and kind of how things have changed since I first got into the convention scene. So if you liked my podcast, be sure to subscribe, follow, do whatever the thingy is so that you make sure that you listen for next week and feel free to leave any comments. Tell me your favorite shoujo if you want. If you're not into shoujo and you'd love some recommendations, hit me up because I got you. That's what I'm here for, and I hope you have a wonderful week. This has been Maple, and I hope you enjoyed the very first Awkward Duckling podcast.